Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Find A Way Podcast with Dusty. Uh, I want to do a quick chat uh, about uh, something pretty monumental that's happening this upcoming week, or I'm hoping it's happening this week, and how that really kind of goes down the road of why this is such a big moment for me in relation to my weight loss journey, in relation to the vision that I have for the future, and how it potentially can help us solidify a strong enough why or to validate something that we're pushing for. And so I'll, uh, I'll say that uh, to say this, this upcoming week, and this isn't something I haven't put too much on social media. I kind of like to uh, share it with the, the podcast family. Um, you know, there, there is a, a good uh, group of you that come over and listen to the podcast pretty faithfully, and I want to say thank you for that. So I try to share kind of the, the nitty gritty and the details of life and everything going on um, to kind of convey the process of losing weight, maintaining it, and going through the whole process of skin surgery, everything in between, I'm trying to share and convey on, on the podcast and then uh, hopefully soon upcoming on YouTube. Now, this upcoming week, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to sign papers to buy a house. Now, this has been a very strenuous, stressful, crazy process. Um, from moving across the country for that desire, um, you know, not having the hope of ever it happening in California because of the cost of living. Um, it, it just was never a true possibility for my wife and I um, to ever buy a house. And my wife, you know, shout out to my wife. She has been uh, putting a little bit away for years. And this is uh, probably five or seven years of us just simply trying to save anything that we had extra uh, to try to put towards you know, getting a house one day simply because we wanted to have kids, but we wanted to provide a home for our, our kids that would be better than the situations that uh, I was in, especially, um, you know, my uh, wife's parents were together, uh, until he uh, unfortunately passed. And, um, the example that I have is really my parents getting divorced when I was, um, I think seven to, honestly, I don't remember the year that it was, but I remember I was seven or 10 years old when they got divorced. And the reason why it's such a big moment as far as buying a house is that was one of the leading reasons why I believe I really started learning what it means to cope with pain, hurt, emotions with food. And that's really instrumental in my journey of, of constantly battling with my weight because I had uh, an example now or a starting off point of, oh, food can make me feel better when I'm going through something that I can't control. I couldn't control that my parents were getting a divorce. I couldn't control that I had to live in two separate places and one night here, the other night there, one night here, the other night there, going back and forth. And my parents positioned me to be at, uh, at ends with each other or take sides. And so putting that on a child, obviously there's gonna be some coping that is needed or that is going to be in place. And really, if I'm rooting what I think is uh, the root of all that is you know me having to be a, a pleaser of my parents and out of that, some coping with food settled in. And for me, when there was kind of a wake up moment where I really believed that there was a turnaround that was gonna happen with my weight loss, that this was the time that, you know, things were gonna start clicking. And, you know, I was given a grave uh, sentence of, of not being around too much longer, that this, that this was the time I was gonna push ahead. 
and I started working on the mental health side of things. I started working on the coping and the food addiction and a lot of the episodes that I've talked about prior, I've talked about different things that have come up that have led me that that have led me to work through dealing with that. You know, a great example of that is, uh, you know, we say that this can't, this isn't really mental health as far as knowing your numbers, but you know, the last episode kind of touched on knowing your numbers and really that has a lot to do with mental health in the sense that I didn't know I was starving myself. So when I would lose weight initially at 1200 calories and then all of a sudden my weight would stall, um, and you know, I would get frustrated and I'm doing all this work, but I'm not seeing any results and I would quit. That's a mental health issue. That's me not willing to mentally grasp that this is going to take a long time, that it's going to take more time than I'm expecting and that I need to be patient and consistent. So out of that, I had a mental health blockade of starting, stopping, starting, stopping. And this time around, it was, hey, something's not happening. Something's not moving. But I got to be patient. I got to stay consistent. And I've got to keep going. You know, the last, uh, towards the last, towards the tail end of this journey uh, of me getting to my goal weight, I had a six-month stall. That was rough. That was mentally taxing. And that was really a test of, Am I just going to go back to eating old eating habits? Am I going to go back to coping with stress and food? And a big mental health barrier of that was, you know what? I'm stressed out. Let me go for a walk. I'm stressed out. Let me, um, you know, talk about box breathing technique. Let me talk it out. Uh, let me have a conversation. Let me find a different alternative than getting alone and stuffing my face with food that's just going to set me back in the long run. So overcoming that has really positioned me and set me in a, a direction where now I'm like, okay, well, I know how it started for me. I know how the coping mechanism started potentially from my parents' divorce. So I'm responsible now for establishing and re-establishing or putting back in place what was lost that led me to cope. And what that means, you know, one of the first things is establishing a place where Presley can grow up and feel comfortable and feel secure and not have that taken from her. What's really important all that is making sure that I have a relationship with my wife that isn't out of obligation, but it's out of desire. So I'll give you a good example of it. If um, I bring my wife flowers and she says, oh, thank you so much. Oh, it's okay. I have to. I'm your husband. I have to bring you flowers. There's a difference between have to and want to, desire. I want to bring you flowers. You're my wife. And working on that, building a relationship and a marriage like that that's built on the desire of each other rather than the obligation of each other. And I'm responsible for that. We're responsible for that. And we're working on that. We're constantly making sure that we have a healthy marriage, a healthy lifestyle, and we're constantly moving forward. You know, one of the things that's been a real battle the past nine months is the doctor's been very strenuous on my wife on taking it easy on how strict she was before. Because there was a lot of concerns coming out of what her blood pressure was after the C-section, some medical concerns that they had. So to be told, hey, you know, not go crazy on your diet, but the, the restriction or the, the regimen that you were on before you got pregnant, you can't immediately go back to that. And that's been tough. That's absolutely been tough because my wife got really into a groove of doing this and, and she's really enjoyed it. And she's enjoying now because she's getting more clearance that when we finally move and get into the home, that we'll be able to establish that kind of routine again and then that that really that standard that was set that made her successful she can't wait for it she's excited about it but it's really really big for me to 
convey the fact that I am working now to establish something that I lost that led to my coping mechanism, which led to my food addiction, which led to me gaining weight and the decisions that I made, to establishing now and helping those that are coming after me not to deal with that. And if we have kids, if we have uh, those that are going to watch us, maybe cousins, nephews, whoever's following after us, it's putting something in place that was better than the circumstance you faced. And that's big for me. That's really big for me. So I'm excited to potentially sign the papers this week of buying a house. It's my first house and there's been a whole lot of, I don't know what I'm doing, but thankfully I have uh, been very um, willing to talk to anybody that will give me advice. And uh, you know, shout out to Lafa, he is on Instagram. He is a uh, real estate agent, but he's got a lot of information that he was passing down to me. Um, you know, I, I've talked to a couple people that uh, I'm friends with, a lot of folks at work, and you know, everything has been going according to what I had hoped for. What I had not hoped for is the things that have risen up while I've been here. Um, there's just been problem after problem. You know, moving company is uh, the big concern. There's a, you know four or five things that just came up that were just a complete determinant. But I really felt that we were supposed to be here. Uh, I really felt that, you know, this is where I wanted to raise my family, where I felt that God was leading our family to go. And this is where I want to establish things for Presley. And so to have and to be in a position to provide something for Presley is very rewarding. And that's almost kind of the progression of the journey. It was really a focus. Okay, I've got to get healthy. I've got to position myself to get ready for a baby. I've got to do something about, you know, a goal that my wife and I have. So that goal is now here. Well, okay, what's next? Now it's time to establish something for her that's gonna be better than the situation that I've gone in. Really, uh, you know, this wasn't so much the intention, and this is kind of free talking, but your, your goals are gonna change. And maybe that's why sometimes we struggle towards the end of our journey is because, hey, I got, to, I got a goal of getting to 250, and we get to it. Well, what's next? You know, what's after that? What's gonna keep you pushing? What's gonna keep you driving? You know, for me, the, the driving force was I got to get healthy for a family. Then the family came, okay, I've got to get healthy and I've got to stay healthy so I can pick her up and be active and play. I mean, you should see, she drops her uh, pacifier on the ground. I've got to hold her in one hand, do a lunge with the other knee, pick it up with the other hand and get back up. Could not do that at 500 pounds. Just no way. No way that was possible at 500 pounds. And so I'm, I'm staying uh, and I'm maintaining for that. Well, then now beyond that, I've got to stay healthy. I've got to stay focused on being uh, the best I can be so I can now provide for what's to come and provide for her and, and open the doors that need to be open for her to have the best life possible. You know, when that time comes, what's next? I got to work on that. I got to think about that. What's next? So with your particular journey, what's next? After you get to your goal, say poof, next week you're at your goal. What's next? What's going to keep you pushing? What's going to keep you going? What's, what's the next? You know, honestly, it would be awesome for a goal for me is to find a way. Hey, there's the tagline. Uh, find a way to um, inspire, motivate, do something in some sort of formal setting. And you know, I like the job. It's provided me and it's, it's opened doors for me and it's, it's provided for the home. But, you know, I would say I'm passionate about more, you know, the motivation side, inspiration side, you know, helping others of where I was at. I, I absolutely am motivated and driven by that. But that's not, it's not like you just, yeah, I don't know the path to that. 
And I don't think I'm expected to know the path to that because again, I'm, I was 500 pounds and my complete goal was just to survive <laughs> and not die and had nothing to do with fitness and had nothing to do with, um, it had nothing to do with any kind of coaching or leading or motivating or inspiring. It's just that, that wasn't in the plan. So now that it's here, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I can do it. But how, what if, what if I don't know this? And what if I know this? And it's surprising every time I doubt myself, what if I don't know this, any of the coaching calls that I've had, none of that has come up. It's always been, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've experienced that. And a lot of it just is speaking from experience. And I think oftentimes that's where a lot of folks just need uh, direction is, Hey, have you been there? And what was it like? And how do you get through? And I think I've been, it feels like I've gone to war. Somebody mentioned, messaged me that one time. It, it sounds like you've been to war and you're coming back to tell the others what it was like. And I think that's a perfect kind of example of, you know, I've gone to war with myself and all the stuff that I battled with food addiction and, and everything like that, that maybe I can come back and tell somebody else to avoid this landmine and this landmine, uh, to potentially progress in their journey. I mean, if that's what it's meant to be. If I can do that in a professional setting, that'd be awesome. But what's next? You know, what's next for you? When you get to your goal, what's next? It'll help you keep you pushing. It'll help keep things going and it'll drive you when maybe there's no drive there. So, um, well, thank you for listening to this particular episode of the Find A Way podcast. Hopefully I've got some good uh, news for you on the next podcast or the one after that that we're actually in and, uh, things will start I mean, new gym, going to build the find-a-way garage again, even though it's lost. The moving company has um, lost it and to no avail. I'm going to rebuild it. Um, whew, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Going to do uh, start doing a YouTube, probably a little bit more, video podcast. And then I think skin surgery is next. Uh, skin surgery is going to be the next battle. And I was just looking today and there, there is... <laughs> I think over 10 pounds. It's got to be over 10 pounds. I'm just like, this is all skin. Like, I can overlap my skin on my side obliques over, and I can see my fingers through, like overlapping. It's just skin. So if they can just chop it up and give me abs, that'd be great. If they could just like etch and like cut. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all. Um, thank you for turning into this episode of the podcast. I want to say a special shout out to all the monthly supporters. Thank you so much. I will talk to you on the next one. Take care.